0: Block Talk Radio. You're listening to Doctor EJ McKenzie on Block Talk Radio. Greetings, this is your host, Doctor EJ McKenzie. With the master key, the key that it has the ability to unlock your purpose and destiny. That key is the word of God. That key is the spirit of truth. That key is the Holy Spirit. That key is your Lord, your master, your king, Christ Jesus, your ruler over everything. That key is your creator, the most high God who loves you affectionately. He is the master. He is the key and has a key that can open up a door that no man, woman, boy, girl, nor the devil himself can close. Doors has been opened. That doesn't guarantee that you're going to apprehend everything that God promised you because you got to go through the door. And you've got to apprehend everything that God has promised you through the door. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, we want to congratulate you for being a part of another Master Key broadcast. Um, Today is Tuesday, and we pray that you allow God to challenge you on yesterday. We want to see what the Lord has to say to us today. We would like for you to continue to uh, um, invite your families and friends to be with us on our last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday prayer line. Uh, Many of you uh, know if we have any uh one new desk with us has joined us today. Uh our number for the last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at five thirty AM is seven one two four three two thirty nine hundred. Seven one two four three two thirty nine hundred. The cold is twenty eight seventy three eighty one pound. Twenty eight seventy three eighty one pound. And uh, if you like to go back and pray with us concerning his previous uh, prayers that the Lord got. Uh, the Holy Spirit, rather, articulated uh, through us and prayed through us and walked through us and battled through us according to the will of the Father. Um, and that's what I love about technology and I love about the anointing. When Elisha died, he died with the anointing within him because he found no man that was worthy enough for him to be able to impart to what was imparted to him. He received a double portion and his servant, uh, forfeited the even if he didn't get a double portion <laughs> uh, uh, if he just got the portion that Elijah walked in it would have been more than enough because Elijah had uh, the double portion of Elijah spirit so you got the double portion of Elijah and plus Elisha himself do you understand the dimension that this man would have walked in but this man forfeited the double portion, the grace, the anointing that was upon Elijah. So when Elisha died, he died with it in his bones. And so therefore, they was burying a man one day and man's uh, uh, body or it, fell into the grave of e- Elisha. And the man revived. He came back to life. And so... Uh, man was dead for years. So when a prayer is been prayed by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, it's still alive. It's not dead. So when you go back on the prayer line and and um, and uh, go back over to some of those references uh, prayers we prayed and pray along. Uh, it's alive. You can release that in your circumstance, situation, and the Spirit of the Living God will begin to manifest Himself and bring you to the place that you experience liberty that you need to experience. Christ is the liberator. Uh, The anointing is not me. The anointing is the Holy Ghost. And if he's articulated through me, then the anointing is upon the word that's been articulated of the mouth of his servant. And one thing I know about God, uh, uh, God knows uh, the past, present, and future. And many times you may get on there a month later and the very thing that God prayed that particular month Will be exactly what you need, that's what I love about the prophetic. God knows who's going to get on, and he knows when they're going to get on, so God can prepare a word for you a month before you get on two months three months because he 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 is just fascinating i I' tell you I've been saved over thirty some years, and I cannot get used to him. He just just blows me away just can't figure him out because he's God. And that's human nature. Human nature always likes to figure things out. And I know I do. I like to try to figure things out, how it works. You can never catch God. You can never catch him. He's too big. He's too awesome. He's too great. He's too powerful. So uh, go back and do that, if you will, and and um, I believe God will bless you. And if you want the reference number, you always go to our website, ejmpcc dot com. I need to go there and see time I was talking about George, he was redoing some of the website and I need to see what he be doing and suddenly doing stuff I don't know he'd be doing. And so uh um um I need to see and uh, make sure that everything is done from a spirit of excellence. If not then we need to uh, make sure we transition into that. All right. Uh we made a statement earlier concerning uh Elijah and Elisha and Jehazar that's not really what I want to talk about uh, today. But since that came out of my spirit, uh, that is the order of God, and and my prayer is uh, that we will be able to grasp and understand the heart of the mind of God. God's best is is always functioning in the law of succession. That has always been God's best, the law of succession. And uh, the Bible let us know when He made man His image and His likeness, He gave man a a command. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Be fruitful, multiply and replenish the earth. Uh, we know the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit—they are one. Adam, Eve, and the children were supposed to be one. They were the uh, God's desire was for them to extend their dominion beyond the Garden of Eden. They were to make the whole earth like the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden was the headquarters of man, and so God placed man there in that garden that He made. And be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. How was the earth going to be replenished? It was to be replenished by what God had already created and established. In other words, here is the Garden of Eden. Then he made the man and put the man in the garden. That was man's headquarters. Man was to multiply, not stay in the garden. He was to multiply and fill the earth, Uh, he was to spread beyond. God first did, and and look at the wisdom of God. When he made the garden, there was not a man to till the ground. He put Adam there to till the ground. So he taught Adam how to do that. Adam was to raise up sons and daughters. They was to get married, and they was to extend themselves outside of the garden. And so they were to till the ground. They was to take what they have experienced in the garden and begin to make everything outside of the garden that was not like the garden like the garden. Be fruitful and multiply, and they was to have uh, dominion of the fish of the sea, the fowl of the heaven over every creeping that the creepeth on the face of the earth. So it was supposed to be an expansion. Uh, can you see the wisdom of God in that? That they were to take what God uh, first had the man. He put the man to work. He taught the man how to be God. Uh, Adam was the uh, um, was made in the image and the likeness of God. So Adam was to be the God of the earth. Like God is the God of heaven. And so therefore he, as God trained Adam, Adam was to train his wife and his children. And as his children, excuse me, got married and procreated, and uh, it was to fill the whole earth. And so think about it. The whole earth was designed to be just like the Garden of Eden. Because the Garden of Eden was was to be the pattern for the rest of the earth. So as they were raised up in the Garden of Eden, so therefore they were familiar with it. They learned how to till the ground. Uh, everything that God taught Adam, Adam was to teach his children. His children was to get married, and they was to extend beyond that. This reason shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife. So as his sons and daughters got married to one another, then they was to leave Adam uh, and Eve, uh, just like Adam, left God and married Eve. And the what God was one, first one said, "Let a man leave his father and his mother." And We know the father and the mother was God Himself. God is not a female nor a male. Uh, God is feminine and masculine. If God was not feminine and masculine, there could never be a woman, and there could never be a man. Um, the, the the masculinity of God. Uh, uh, uh is uh, manifested in the man the femininity of god uh, is manifested in the woman so so not god is a woman and god is not a man but god is masculine and feminine that's the door uh, that's that's the, that's the nature of god so when god put adam to sleep and took the woman out of the man what God did, he left the masculine dimension of himself in the man and took the feminine dimension out of himself out of the woman. And he put that in the, when he fashioned the woman out of the rib, put that in the woman or left that in the woman. And so therefore the feminine and the masculine came together. And when the feminine and the masculine came together, it is a perfect representation of God. So the children would have seen God, knew what God was like, by them observing their father and their mother, uh, but what we have seen, man, I tell you, this is not what I really want to get into tonight. But the spirit of God is speaking. Uh, but we've seen uh, the manipulation of the powers of darkness is to get women uh, to to take on the role of the man and to desire his position and to be more masculine. And you see men yielding to that and becoming more feminine. And so uh and I'm not talking about so much homosexuality. I'm talking about when a man do not uh um uh, execute his office, the man need to see his role as an office from God, the woman need to see her role as an office from God, and each office has a function, so the manipulation is to usurp the office. Uh, Or to increase or decrease. You try to get the man to relinquish his position and to condescend to the office of the wife. To get the wife to be manipulated to ascend to the office of the the husband. Not changing genders, but changing positions and roles of, of authority that was not assigned by God for them to function and to operate in. What I've seen... Uh, In the body of Christ, I've seen this a lot In the body of Christ uh, uh, Where, and what women need to understand uh, uh, I was talking to someone As a matter of fact, on on last night What what women need to understand If you would notice in the Bible The greatest men that has ever failed was They failed by the pressure That the female gender put on the man Until he surrendered and yielded To the female gender And, And we see this with With uh, Samson, we see this with uh, Abraham. So, when we see this, instead of standing and executing uh, his role uh, and and functioning in his position of authority. And so, therefore, the enemy is to manipulate that. Once that is manipulated, uh, then God cannot uh, uh, press through or the kingdom of God cannot be advanced in the earth realm. So, it's a manipulation. It's a manipulation. And so... Uh, or I see another manipulation uh, in relationship and I don't know why in the world I'm getting into because I really want to talk about something else tonight, but we're just gonna go with the flow and maybe we'll get into this. But we see the manipulation where the devil lies to women, wives, and make them think that they're inferior, make them think that they're not important. And I see this in the New Testament where uh, when we see the church being established, we do see uh, God has always used a male gender uh, uh, to initiate, and and you gotta understand, uh, uh, ladies and, and even men, uh, m- uh, God created you to be an initiator. Every man to be an initiator. He did not create women to be an initiator. That is why God gave a the man an organ that initiates. And gave a woman an organ to be receptive uh, uh, to what is initiated. The man is to initiate, the woman is to receive what the man initiates. And when the woman receives what the man initiates, uh, then the woman receives, uh, and then the woman can bring forth uh, what the man initiates. So therefore... Uh, If you want to see God according to the book of Romans chapter 1, he said the whole creation, not the whole creation, he said the invisible things of God is clearly, clearly seen by the things that is made, and so therefore man is without excuse. So, we want to see God, you see you 're able to see the invisible by seeing the visible because the visible was created from the invisible, so God is invisible, man himself has a visible body, woman has a visible body a man has a certain uh, has an, a, a different organ than the woman uh, 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 than the woman, and the woman has a different organ than the man, and so therefore, once again uh the organ of the man. Because he is the masculine dimension of God, he is the initiator. Notice the Bible says in the book of Genesis, uh, 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 God said, let us make man. God initiated the creation of man. He said, let us. Uh, He said, son, he said, Holy Spirit, let us make man. So therefore, God the Father uh, is the masculine dimension of the Godhead, not a man and not a woman. Not a female nor a male. Feminine and masculine. So God can be a father to the fatherless and God can be a mother to the motherless. But see, if we're not spiritually minded and we're so carnal, we always think masculine, uh, man. Feminine, female. Yeah, but go beyond the creation. And look at the creator. Look at the creator, God himself. And so therefore, uh, 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 when we begin to understand it and and we can function in it, then no one can be able to stop us. And the enemy understands this. And my prayer to God is that God will raise up spiritual-minded men and spiritual-minded women, that God will restore us into that divine order and God will renew the mind of the male gender and he will renew the mind of the female gender and the male will be satisfied um, being the masculine and the initiator of the relationship. The woman will be satisfied for being um, the re- uh, uh, the receiver uh, of the initiation of the relationship and satisfied because I'm satisfied because this is what God placed me. This is what God have me. What I've seen... Uh, one of the most destructive things i have seen uh in relationships has come from the church it's come from the church and i don't want nobody to get offended with me tonight cuz this is the holy ghost you're going to get offended with god i i i have i have observed this i've observed this oh, One of the most destructive things that i have seen is but it's it's tricky it's it's deceptive is is uh uh women becoming preachers before they become wives and mothers. That they are more skillful in being a preacher than they are in a wife and a mother. And when that takes place, it is 100% instantaneous deception. Because what the woman is walking in now... It's the same manipulation that took place with Eve in the Garden of Eden. God knows if you partake of this right, this fruit, you're gonna be just like God, knowing good and evil. God don't want you to be like Him. Spirit, of the devil tell the woman, your husband don't want you to be no preacher because the, your husband is afraid of you. Your husband thinks that you, you 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 may outdo him, but the case it may-. lies lies of the devil, the manipulate And the sad thing about it. Very few people discern the manipulation. Very few people discern the manipulation that takes place. When we when are we going to uh, uh, see biblical men raised up and biblical, biblical men restored to their rightful place? And I'm talking about a man being a man. I'm not talking about a man being a punk. And, and if, you, if, if that language kind of disturbs you, forgive me. I'm talking about a man being a man, a man taking his rightful place. And and you can't take it right for place. Have nothing to do with your wife. I'm talking about your relationship with God. Abraham became a man's man. David was a man, not a man's man, but a God's man. Uh, Abraham became a God's man. Uh, Samuel was a God's man. Elijah was a God's man. Elisha was a God's man. Men that were sold out to God, and nobody could manipulate them from their relationship with God. They loved God, was committed to God, was dedicated to God more than they were any human being upon the face of the earth and was more dedicated to God than the earth itself. This is the call of God. God is calling us men back to a relationship with him, that we can model a relationship with him before our spouses and our children. The original command of Adam, that was the original command of Adam, that was the command of God with Abraham. Adam missed it. God starts all over again with a covenant with a man named Abraham. And if you would notice the commandment of God with this man. After God covenant with him, you go to Genesis chapter 18, verse 19, if I'm not mistaken. He said, I know Abraham. That he's going to teach his household after him that I may give him what I promised him. And the promise was contingent upon him being a man training his household in the things of God. He said, that I may give him what I promised him. Are you hearing the spirit of the living God? And so so I know there's a clarion call. God is speaking to every male gender. Ladies, uh, those of you that is praying for your husbands that is not saved, or your husband that is out of order, or your husbands that uh, uh, that may go to church, but you know they don't have a real relationship with the most High like God, this is a chlorine call. You hold on, because so this is not about you. This is about God. This is the will of God. This is not the will of a preacher. This is not the will of a devil. This is the will of heaven. This is heaven's will. God said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, the thoughts of peace and not of you to give you an expected end or give you a future and the hope. Then that is the expectation of God. Those are the thoughts of God that has been articulated to you tonight. God is calling for men to rise up and take a rightful place uh, and be the man of God, uh, not the husband, the man of God, so you can be the husband, so you can be the father that God has ordained, appointed, and anointed you to be, that you will be a spiritual man, a spiritual man whose eyes have been opened to the realm of the spirit, a spiritual man that knows the heart of the mind of God and will not deviate from that and will not compromise from the will and the purpose of God. No one is able to alter you. No one is able to pull you out of the purposes of God. One thing every male gender that is listening to me and every female gender that is listening to the Lord God through me tonight, you need to understand, that does not come without a price. To obey God does not come without a price. You, it's impossible for a man to God to obey God without it causing pain to somebody else. Impossible. Impossible. When God spoke to Abraham and told Abraham that you, listen, listen, Elie, uh, uh, not that speak speaking about Elie, he told told him that he was going to have a child. Uh, uh and, and 10 years passed and a listen, you told me, God told me, told you that I'm going to have, uh, we're going to have children. Listen, I'm 10 years older now. Uh When you first told me I was 65, I'm 75 now, you 85, you're not getting younger, I'm not getting younger. Listen, go ahead and take my handmaid and lay with her and have children for, for us. Now, see, so when we begin to understand uh, 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 the command, he deviated from the commandment of the Lord. He deviated from the commandment of the Lord. So he, was, he, he, he allowed the pressure from his wife uh, to cause him to go do something that God did not tell him to do. It was a logical thing. It was logical. We're getting older. See, but you've got to understand something about God. God don't speak logic. God is a spirit. And that I worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. So when God is speaking, it is spiritual. It don't make no sense. I'm 85. you 75. So evidently what you're saying, Sarah, it got to be God. I know God taught me, but 10 years have passed. So, okay, Sarah, I'll go ahead and, 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 and lay with her, hey, God, and we will bring forth a Ishmael. And what did what did that reveal? I want everybody to hear me hear me real good. Ladies, you gotta understand that Sarah was manipulated by the devil. I did a message on on Sunday, uh last two Sundays I changed it, uh the first one I changed it the, the title. Uh, uh uh The Gatherers and Scatterers of God. When Abraham listened to Sarah, Abraham became an enemy of God and Abraham scattered the purpose of God you either with God or you're against God it's no in between if Abraham had stood his ground listen to me if Abraham had stood his ground even though he was receiving pressure from his wife if he had stood his ground then he would have gathered her or God would have gathered her through him by him standing with God Even though she was opposing him, she didn't realize that she was opposing her husband, opposing God. She thought she was trying to help her husband out, but she actually was a scatterer. She reminds me of what God said to Peter. Jesus said to Peter. Jesus says, I'm going to the cross. Peter takes him and rebukes him. That's exactly what Sarah did. We think a rebuke has got to be... You got to be mysterious. You got to be You know, you got to be with fire and and brimstone. No, a rebuke is anything that is contrary to what God says or getting ready to do. So, what Sarah actually did, she did the same thing that Peter did with Jesus. Jesus says, I'm going to the cross. Was that the will of God? Absolutely. Who told Jesus he was going to the cross? The Father. So, the Father tells Jesus, I'm going to the cross. Jesus tells the disciples, I'm going to the cross. Peter turns around and stopped him, and said you're not going to the cross. Jesus stopped and said, Satan, get thee behind me. Why? And you keep on reading there, you start talking about he that uh um uh he that is with me gathers. Is against me, scatters. So at this present time, then when Sarah told Abraham, listen, take Hagar and go lay with her and have a an Ishmael. What Sarah was doing, she didn't know that she was under the influence of Satan. Because she's asking the man of God to do something that is contrary to what God had said, what heaven had said, and what heaven had promised. So therefore, what happened? She was in tune in the instrument, not even realizing it because it sounded natural. And that's exactly what it was. It was natural. And that's what God told, what Jesus told Peter. He said, you care more about the things of the flesh, the things of men, than the things of God. Satan, get thee behind me. And so therefore Abraham should have stood up and said, Satan, leave my wife alone. Satan, get thee behind me. Satan, get thee behind me. But how many men is bold enough to tell the devil to get thee behind them when the devil is speaking to the wife? If you know if it's contrary to God spoke to you, it's contrary. It's contrary. And so, therefore, therefore at that time, Sarah was, a, was an instrument of scattering. And Abraham yielded. So, when Abraham yielded, Abraham became a scatterer. He came against God. That's the same exact thing that the devil did with Eve. God already gave the instruction. God said, don't take the tree. If you gather, if you obey, that means you're a gatherer. If you disobey, you're a scatterer. So therefore, I brought this out on Sunday, therefore when, when, when uh, Adam yielded to Eve, uh, did Adam scatter? Exactly. Of course. How did he scatter? Because uh, all of us uh, that was in the law, every human being, noticed that the temptation took place before they had a child. The temptation took place before they had children. God had to test them before they had children. The decision decision that they would have made, if they had obeyed God, resisted that serpent, all of us, every human being, every race of people on the face of the earth was in the loins of Adam at that present time. Then that means all of us would have been born spiritually. But we was born flesh. And so, therefore, all human beings was born in sin. That means we were scattered. What is sin? Separation from God. What is sin? Separation from God. So, therefore, Adam became a scatterer of God. He wasn't a gatherer with God. He scattered. And so, therefore, he birthed in the earth realm scatterers. Every man, woman, born, girl is born in sin and shapen in iniquity. So, we are born Separated from God. We were born scattered from God. He became a scatterer. So when Abraham and Isaac. Uh, Abraham and Isaac. When Abraham lied to with Hagar. And had Ishmael. Ishmael was a scatterer. And not a gatherer. He brought forth a scatterer. Why? Ishmael was of the flesh. What P- Peter said. Uh, was of the flesh. His human nature. nature his human feelings. His human emotion. Jesus, you're not going to the cross. Ain't no way you're going to the cross. Get thee behind me, Satan. You're trying to scatter me. You're trying to get me to not obey the Father. It is the will of the Father for me to go to the cross. It's the will of the Father for me to die. And you're trying to hinder me from obeying the Father? Then I will become a scatterer like a, a- uh, uh, Adam was. Adam was a scatterer. And Abraham brought forth a scatterer. He, he, he eventually got it right because Isaac came forth, which is the gatherer. The Ishmael is the scatterer. All the wars that you see going on in the Middle East, that's been going on from that time to now, is Ishmael and Isaac. Ishmael and Isaac. The Palestinians, Ishmael. The Iranians, Ishmael. Uh, 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 who else over there? The Arab. All the Arab nations except Israel. Israel is Isaac. And so this war that has gone on, this consistent war, the scatterers is fighting against the gatherers. And the same thing in the realm of darkness, and the realm of light. Are you hearing the Holy Spirit here, ladies and gentlemen? So the enemy is ultimate goal. And so... So we see this in households. We see this in relationships. We see this in Christian households. It runs more rampant there because sinners already the enemy already got the sinners. We see it there. So 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 how many how many uh ladies that is married see your husband as a man of God? How many of y'all see your husband as a man of God? What happens uh uh that I've seen that run, runs rampant? It's this right here. And, man, we got to get our act together. We really do. But what I've seen is this right here. Isn't it amazing how, I'm seeing how the devil set set men up and set women up? The devil going to make sure every other woman appreciates you than your own wife. The devil going to make sure that every other woman values you but your own wife. And it's good. I'm going to tell you why. Because that's a test from God, number one. Because you shouldn't care. What your care and concern should be, man of God, is uh, you obeying God. You obeying God. So you mean to tell me, preacher, that God will allow your wife not to value you? God will uh, will, will allow your wife to disrespect you. God will allow you want your wife to dishonor you. Uh-huh. he allow it. But why will he allow that? To let you see where you located with your relationship with him. But what is used to the trick? The trick is always to gravitate towards those that value us to gravitate towards those that appreciate us, to gravitate towards those that praise us. But what is all of that? Well, let me read the scripture to you. I'm going to tell you what it is. Read the scripture to you. And all of this stuff reveals what God can do with you and what he can't do with you. All of this reveals if you're a man of God, you're not a man of God. The Bible tells us, ladies and gentlemen, what is the first commandment? What's the first commandment? Everybody quote it, but how many live it? And understand what it means to live it. The first commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love thy neighbor as thyself. First commandment is what to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy mind, all thy strength. To love who? The Lord thy God. To love who? The Lord that God. Now, if I ask you, do you love the Lord that God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength? You're going to say, yes, preacher, I do. Then how in the world can your wife move you? Because I've been there. I've been there. The only way your wife can move you, that your wife have a dimension of you that God's supposed to have, but she have it. You're more concerned with what she think. You're more concerned about what she say and and but you want her to value you, you want her to see you the way God sees you, and that's really important to you, and that's your problem. I've been there that's your problem. everybody else can see it but your own wife, everybody can see it but your own wife so so so, but that's the manipulation it has nothing to do with your wife, God is exposing you, man of God, God is trying to show you. That she you have given her a place in your heart that only God's supposed to occupy. I shared the principle with somebody on last night. We were talking about Abraham and and, and, and Isaac. Uh uh, uh I, I, Abraham waited, he waited uh twenty uh five years before Isaac and I think it was more than 25. Was it 25? 25. He was 75 when God first spoke to him. Yeah, 100. 25 years, and 25 years later, God said, offer him. Abraham came to the place that he valued He valued his relationship with God over Sarah. He came to that place. They valued his relationship with God over Sarah. And to the place that Sarah called him Lord. See, men, what you don't understand, when you compromise with your wife, she will never call you Lord. When you can live in the spirit, live by the spirit of God with your spouse, just do what God tells you to do. She may not like it. Her flesh is going to fight. Her flesh is going to be upset. When you stand on the word of the living God, God know how to bring her down to the end of herself, and she'll come to the place and open her eyes. She's able to see you, and she'll start calling you Lord because you've got a relationship with God. You want to know why the majority of our wives don't call us Lord? They don't value, they don't appreciate you, but it's not the devil. God is testing you. God is testing you to see, will you allow this to abort your relationship with him, man of God? To abort your relationship with him. God, there is a clarion call by God, come back to me. Return back to me, Adams. Jesus is the last Adam. So we can return. Jesus did not forsake his father. Are you hearing the Holy Spirit tonight? You need to go ahead and call your best friend up and get him on this this broadcast. Every man, call your friend up. Call your friend up. Call your daddy up. Call your uncle up. Call your nephew up. Get him on this line because God is speaking to men tonight. It was not my plan. It was not my plan, but it's the plan of the Lord, and we're going with the Lord. He's calling us men back to our rightful place as men of God. And eventually, eventually, if we will stand like Abraham stood, uh, eventually, don't look for it, but eventually God knows how to cause our spouses to value and appreciate us because our stand, our non-compromising stand. Our passion for Jesus, our love for Jesus, that we will not compromise our relationship with Jesus. Now, going back to Abraham and, and Isaac, watch this right here. So, so God says, uh, uh, um, "Okay, Abraham, I've given you the promise. Now, I allow you to enjoy Isaac twenty-five years. Can you imagine a man a hundred years old, and 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 he's just as strong as he was when he was." 50, 40, 30, and he's playing with his boy, enjoying his boy. Now his boy is he 25, and, and Abraham is 125 now. And one day, he, uh, he wakes up in the morning, the voice of, he, divorced, uh, he used, uh, used to worshiping God, and the Lord speak back to him in his worship. He said, Abraham, this is a good day. And Abraham said, yes, Father, this is a good day. He said, you've been enjoying Isaac. Oh, I've been enjoying Isaac God, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful, Lord God, how your word came to pass. You fulfilled your promise, Lord God. You've allowed me to enjoy my son. We've been 25 years hanging out. I've been teaching him and training him about you, Father. And the father said, okay, today is a a great day. He said, yes, Father, it is. He said, I want you to go on Mount Moriah and kill him. Offer him as a sacrifice. Wait, 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 wait. The son that you the son of promise yes I want you to sacrifice him so he goes up to the mount son said daddy where's the sacrifice that God will provide oh don't that sound like a man of God a man that trusts God a man who's faith in God don't know what God is going to do that's faith you don't know what he's going to do but you just trust him you just trust him and he says Daddy, here is the fire. Here is the wood. Where's the sacrifice? You want the sacrifice, son? I, I, I'm, I'm the sacrifice. You sacrifice, and we see no struggle. And so Abraham lays his son on the altar, Amen. Binding him up and getting ready to slay him before he burn it. Raises his knife and coming down, and the Lord says, "Stop, stop." Now I know you won't withhold anything from me Stop Now I know Now I know How many men That have listened to the Lord tonight That God has spoken from heaven And said now I know How many men Is the Lord God Speaking to the night And the Lord God has spoken to us And said now I know You will not hold any good thing from me. You will not hold your wife from me. You will not hold your son from me. You will not hold your daughter from me. How many of us men has come to the place in our relationship with God that God is still number one? Abraham, now, I know you love me. You still love me more than you love Isaac. I know now, you don't love him more than me. I know now, he did not take my place in your heart. Now I know, you love me and value me more than yourself, more than Sarah, more than Isaac himself. The son, your only son. Your son of old age. Now I know with blessings I will bless you. multiply I will multiply you as the stars of heaven descend upon the sea. So Abraham, now I can go ahead and release everything I promised you. Now because you love me more than the blessing, the promise I gave you. How many of us men? How many of us men that God can say, Now I know how many of us men, how many of us husbands, how many of us fathers that God says and can brag, I have a man of God that loved me more than life. How many of us men that God can brag on, even to Satan, said that's a man of God. He would never turn his back on me. He would never quit on me. And the devil says to him, listen, I know humanity and you know humanity. He ain't serving you for nothing. Look, you don't bless the work of his hand. He got a house, got a car, is, you know, money in the bank, you know, it, 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 his wife is submitted, the children are submitted, everything is in order, his business is prospering. I, I mean, who wouldn't serve you? If there's anybody, any man, any man any husband, any father, any man of God that's on this broadcast tonight that God can brag on. Now I know, Abraham, you won't withhold anything from me. Let me share something with every man of God once again. It is impossible for you to obey God without causing somebody some pain. If Adam had stood up for God, it would have caused Sarah I'm said uh Eve some pain if Abraham would have stood up for God it would have caused Sarah some pain are you hearing me are you hearing me but it, 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 it the, the the pain that you cause would have been transformed into glory because when your spouse see what God do with you because of your stand because you refuse to compromise she will call your Lord eventually. And if, if she don't, you don't care because you ain't looking for it. The only thing you're looking for is obeying God. The only thing you look for is to obey God. As long as God calls you the man of God. long as, and you know what a man of God is? A lot of people know what a man of God We We call everybody men of God. Everybody ain't a man of God. All of us preachers is not men of God. Because you're preaching on me, me you'll make you a man of God. What A man of God is a man that belongs to God. Man of God. Of conjunction. Man of God. Man that belongs to God. So therefore everybody is not a man of God. And notice even in the Bible, they did not call everybody men of God. Especially in the Old Testament. Only person that calls a man of God really in the Old Testament, you look, it was the, it was the, it was the um, prophet. Man of God. See, a lot of us are not men of God. You want to know why? We are men of our wives. We are men of our children. We are men of our businesses. We are men of our finances. We are men of everything and everybody else but God. But we use the name of God. Are you sold out to God? Listen to this, if you will. Matthew. I love it. I love it. I want you to hear the word of the Lord. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 34. Do not think that I have come to bring peace upon the earth. Now this is Jesus talking. How in the world can the prince of peace turn around out of his mouth and say, I have not come to bring peace? Now doesn't that seem like a paradox to you? The Bible called him the Prince of Peace. Isaiah called him the Prince of Peace. The prophet of God called him the Prince of Peace, and he turns around, the Prince of Peace, say, I don't come to bring peace. What is this? Do not think I have come to bring peace upon the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. What? Yeah, a sword. Verse 35. For I have come to part asunder. A man from his father, and a daughter from her mother, and a newly married wife from her mother in law. And a man's foes will be they of his own house. Wait, hold it, hold it. Jesus, we're born again. Jesus, we're Christians. Why would you come bring a sword and not peace? you the prince of peace. Our homes should be represented in heaven. How can this be, Jesus? You tell me. Why would he do this? Let's go on and read, if you will. Verse 37. He who loves and takes more pleasure in father, a mother, more than in me is not worthy of me. That means if I take more pleasure in my father, my mother, then I can't call myself a man of God. I am not a man of God. I'm a man of my father, and I'm a man of my mother. I'm not a man of God. Let's go in and read. And he who loves and takes more pleasure in son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. I'm not a man of God. I'm a man of son, of my son, and a man of my daughter. That means my mother, my father and mother, my son and daughter have more influence in my life than Jesus. They have more of a hook in my life than Jesus. They have more of a persuasion in my life than Jesus. To be a man of God, the only person that has influence in your life is God. Oh, I know this thing is hitting home tonight. Oh, I know the spirit of God is hitting home because he's calling forth a restoration. of husband's back to him. Fathers back to him. He's calling us men back to a commitment, a dedication, a loyalty, a consecration to him. You cannot love your wife. You cannot love your children if you're not dedicated and consecrated to Him. Because out of your love for Him, love can flow through you for them. You trying to love them out of your relationship with Him, it's the opposite. It's the opposite, ladies and gentlemen. It's the opposite. I think I kind of said that wrong then. It's the opposite. It's me being dedicated. Consecrated him. Notice, A God and, and uh, Adam had a relationship first before Adam had a relationship with Eve. Every man of God should have a relationship for a great while before he get married. A relationship with God, not a relationship with church. A relationship with God. A lot of people have a relationship with church but have never had a relationship with God. And I see a lot of that in my church. I was just talking to someone, someone recently. You've been saved over 30 some years. And how is it you still don't know God? But you preach God, you teach God, you prophesy God, but you don't know God. And a lot of us don't know God. We know church, we know the word, but we don't know God. It's a difference, ladies and gentlemen. It's a difference. And we're easily moved and deceived because um, we will move and we're fascinated of the word that comes out of people's mouth, but we're not fascinated with the life that people live. We're easily tricked, easily deceived, easily manipulated because we don't know God. Now, notice what it says here. That's what it says here. Uh, are you hearing him tonight? Men of God, he's speaking to us. He's not speaking to the men that's on this broadcast. He's starting with the preacher. He always starts with the preacher. And I believe that I love God more than my wife and my children. But I know that there has been some areas in my heart that I had turned over to my wife unconsciously. But I believe the season I'm in right now, I believe I love him with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Well, God help me at this present time. I love it. Notice if you will. Verse 38. And he who does not take up his cross and follow me, cleave steadfastly to me, conforming wholly to my example in living, and if need be in dying also, he is not worthy of me. Wait a minute. So, 38 says, and he who does not take up his cross, it says that after, 37 says, he who loves, takes more pleasure in, father, mother, brother, son, daughter, more than me, not worthy than me. Then he turns around and says, and he who does not take up his cross and follow me, please, please stay fancy to me. Conform holy to my example and in living, and if need be, in dying also, he's not worthy of me. Now, how do you connect that, preacher? This is how. Those people he named in verse 37, most likely, man of God, is going to be the instrument that God used to kill you. They're going to be your cross for death. Dying to yourself. So you don't seek nothing. You don't seek your wife calling you Lord. You don't seek your children doing anything. You just seek to obey God and execute the divine and perfect will of God. Even when they don't like it, you're not moved because they don't like it. You're moved because you're obeying God. You are saying, this is what the Lord is saying. And you stand on it. The whole family may come against you because you obey God. Nobody can come against a man that is obeying God and prevail. Anybody come against a man that is obeying God comes against God. They're not coming against the man of God. They're coming against God. And who can prevail against a man that obeys God? Absolutely nobody. Would it be painful? Absolutely. Because you want your wife to love you. You want your children to love you. You want them to obey you. You want to harmonize. You want peace. But Jesus turned and said, I didn't come to bring peace. I can't bring a sword. And the reason I'm bringing a sword, I'm I'm dividing and cutting asunder all affections that's in your heart for somebody else more than me. Preacher, man of God, husband, father. I came to bring a sword. I didn't come to bring peace. You said I'm I, I married for peace. <laughs> I'm married for peace. I'm married to bring the children for peace. He said, you you may have married for peace and brought the for peace, but I can't. I allowed you to get married for a sword. Because I'm going I'm to use your spouse and use your children to show you that your affection is in the wrong place. You have more affection for them than you do me. And I ain't going to have it. And anyone that you have more affection for than me has become your idol. And that means your affection and your worship is towards them and not me. And so therefore you end up destroying yourself and destroying the very ones you worship. Because you will never draw them to me. You will compromise. Because you want them to like you. You want them to love you. You want them to please you. And not understanding your responsibility is to draw them to me. You are a gatherer, man of God. You're not a scatterer. When you compromise, you scatter. When you stand on the unadulterated, infallible word of God, you become a gatherer. And always understand, we see it from Genesis to Revelation, there will always be on every wife to listen to me. Every female to listen to it. There will always be a spirit. It's nothing new up under the sun. The same spirit that manipulated Eve, there will always be a spirit to manipulate you. You don't have to yield to it. You have to be aware of it. And you fight against it. You fight against it. There will always be a spirit to battle in your mind against your husband. There will always be a spirit that calls you to see one thing totally different than what your husband sees. But you gotta understand. Necks don't have eyes and ears, shoulders don't have eyes and ears, hip bones don't have eyes and ears, kneecaps don't have eyes and ears, toes don't have eyes and ears. That is what God gave you a head, an authority. And even if the authority is wrong, learn how to relate with wisdom, with the authority, to encourage him in his relationship with God. Not you. That's the problem. You don't want a man of God. You want a man of yourself. Someone you call, this is my husband. Well, he may be your husband, but he belongs to God. And your number one concern, woman of God, is first your husband's relationship with God, not you. And that's the problem. That's the problem. I've discovered this right here. A lot of women don't want a man of God. They want a boy. They want a boy. Some women want a boy. Some women want want, want their daddy. Even though they say they don't want their daddy, they really want their daddy especially if they were spoiled by their daddy, then they want their husband to spoil them. They don't want to grow up. I've seen people that's married over 20 years, and they still act like a child. Act like a child. They don't want responsibility. So if you want a man, let the man be a man. But let him be a man of God. Let him let him love God with all of his heart, mind, soul, and spirit. Your safety is in that. Your protection is in that. Your advancement is in that. When a man belongs to God, and we see the example through the word of the Lord with Abraham and Sarah, eventually she got the, she got the picture. Eventually it became crystal clear, and she experienced the manifestation of what God promised Abraham. After Abraham repented before God and got his act together with God, then God brought forth the promise. And she was a part of that blessing. God rejuvenated his body because his relationship with God, and because his relationship with God, then eventually Sarah's body was rejuvenated because he obeyed God. Here's a 90-year-old woman looking like somebody's 30 years old because of his relationship, because of his relationship with God. Man of God, you can forfeit everything that God has for you by compromising. The word of the Lord says you must be willing to take up your cross. you got to deny yourself so you can follow him, so you can follow and take up your cross. Be willing to go through the pain of misunderstanding by your spouse and your children and by all of those around you. God is preparing you for something big. He's preparing you for the, for the mother load. I'm going to say it again. Man of God, he's preparing you for the mother load. If you just stand, if you just stand, don't give up. Don't quit. Continue to battle. Continue to war from your position of the the anointing of a husband, the anointing of a father. If you execute your anointing in these positions of authority, the devil got a bike up. And one other thing, let me say this real quick before my time is up, is this here. You can't bind God. Everything that appeared to be negative, God many times is initiating it, and and even though your wife may be operating contrary, your children may have been contrary. Many times it is God because God is trying to get you somewhere, where a place of death. He's trying to He's trying to divide your affection. He's trying to get your affections from them to Him. I did a message a year ago called "Stolen Affections." Who have stolen your affection, man of God? Who have you allowed to steal your affection that belong to God? God is a jealous God, and He's using your spouse and children as a tool and an instrument of the dividing the thunder of your affection, and it be restored back to the one and only true God. Well, I pray to God tonight that you have received something from the Lord tonight. And I pray that you will go back over this broadcast, especially the male genders. And ladies, you get it, because God has spoken to you as well. Learn to be a, a, woman, a woman of wisdom. Learn to be an Abigail. The majority of women, we, we don't have Abigails. We don't have enough Abigails. Women of wisdom. Women of wisdom. You may be married to a neighbor, a man that is foolish. Your wisdom can cover that. Your wisdom, but we don't have that many Abigails, women of wisdom. They are selfish, self-centered. Only thing they want, they want everything they want, and they want it now. That's a destructive woman. That is a woman that would tear down her household. And see, a lot of them, well, no, no, I'm building my household. No, when you go against God, you're tearing it down. You become a destroyer, and you're not a builder. But yet we'll preach Proverbs, a lot of ladies will quote Proverbs 31, and it's far from a Proverbs 31. You want to know something? And God's going to judge you, because he doesn't hear the word, not of the word, deceive them on self. We like confessing, like reading, like preaching, like teaching. But how to do this thing, they find not, which reveals there's no relationship with God. They don't know God. Don't know the Holy Spirit. But once again, this has been your host, because we prayed that the Lord God has ministered to you. And I pray that this won't be just something that you hear and something that you would take for yourself and try to remember and try to quote it to everybody else. That's what people do in the body of Christ. And quote it to everybody else. Let's live this. Let's make the adjustment in our thinking. Let's make the adjustment in our mind. And let's ask the Holy Spirit to grace us to execute what the Lord God has articulated to us tonight. You are great men of God. You are great women of God. Let us not allow the devil to continue to manipulate us. Let us make the adjustment. Let us fear God and not man. Let us, uh, let us walk before him and be honorable before him. Let us value him more to be valued. Any human being upon the face of the earth it's for him to be our Lord, our master, our king, our ruler over everything. Let him be so he can give Abraham what he promised Abraham. And eventually... Your Sarah become Sarah and she will call you Lord because of your relationship with your Lord. Once again, join us on our last Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday prayer line. We pray once again uh that you were blessed tonight and received tonight. Tomorrow is Wednesday. We'll be sharing tomorrow on relationships. We're totally transforming how we do things. Uh Prophet Kathy uh is, is uh, not going to be doing the Thursday lines up for a while until we make some adjustments. We're going through some adjustments around here, and so therefore, it's just going to be uh, myself for a while now until we see what how God's uh, working other things out uh, 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 here and in, in with the ministry and and uh, 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 direction that God has taken us. Let me put it that way. So uh, uh, keep us in prayer. I do solicit your prayers. How many of you really pray for me? I pray that you pray for me every day because I pray for you every day. Pray for me every day. You'll pray for your pastor. Leaders need prayer. Your spouse need prayer. But you cannot pray for anyone when we hide sin in our heart. All of these things, ladies and gentlemen, we cannot negate the scripture. We cannot negate them. Bless you. I pray that your sleep tonight will be sweet.